welcome to the Black and Blue Podcast, where we talk about the experiences of being a Black African-American male and a peace officer. Each week, listen to the personal stories, topics, and discussions about this duality. I will share my personal experiences, along with having periodic guests. Whether you want to learn more about this, understand it better, or just want to listen as a therapy session, I welcome you, and this is the podcast for you. Welcome to another episode of Black and Blue. I'm your host, Alfred. And today we're going to talk about uh, two of the most recent shootings that have occurred um, with law enforcement and the shooting and the deaths of two uh, black men in the U.S. We're going to go ahead and talk about the shooting in Philadelphia with Walter Wallace Jr. and the shooting in Vancouver, Washington with uh, Kevin Peterson Jr. First, let's uh, talk about the shooting in Philadelphia that occurred. Uh, Now, this occurred on October 26th of this year, 2020, in Philadelphia, where 27-year-old Walter Wallace Jr. uh, was shot at the hands of police. A little background of the story. Police were responding to a report about a man armed with a knife. And the video that went viral, it shows uh, Mr. Walter Wallace Jr. uh, walking around with a knife and you know, walking towards the officers with this knife. Um, And the officers uh, resulted in shooting him, I believe it was 14 or so times between the two officers, uh, shooting him in front of his mother and family members, uh, which ultimately led to his death and yet another uh, shooting by police of a black man and a killing of another black man in in this world. Although you can't hear it on the the video, but they said that uh, family members were shouting to police about uh, Mr. Wallace's mental condition. They said he suffered from, you know, a mental condition. Uh, and that's what family members were shouting at the police during this interaction. Uh, if you saw the video, you saw that it was definitely a disturbing, definitely traumatic Uh, especially with all the things that's going on between law enforcement and the black and brown community. Uh, It's very disheartening. Uh, The first thing a lot of people said in, you know, the black community is, hey, why didn't you shoot him in the leg or why didn't you shoot him in the arm? And then you have some that said, hey, why didn't they, you know, tase him, uh, et cetera. And I know a lot of shootings that have occurred, a lot of people in in the community the first thing they say is, you know, why, why they, why the the officers didn't shoot him in the arm or shoot him in the leg. But one thing you have to consider is, is when officers train, we don't train to shoot in the arm or in the leg. Uh, we are trained to shoot center mass. We are trained to shoot center mass because we are trying to stop a threat uh, and to eliminate a threat, right? Uh, so there's no training of shooting someone in the arm or shooting them in the leg. We draw a weapon because we have, we are in a situation where deadly force is going to be used, right? Uh, we're not draw, drawing a weapon just to draw a weapon, or we shouldn't just draw a weapon to draw a weapon. You draw a weapon because we're about to use it. If we're about to use it, that means we're about to exercise deadly force, uh, which should be 
according to the guidelines of our our policy and the law. And like I stated before, when I train, or the way we are trained in our department is that we are trained to shoot center mass. So that's why, you know, when people say that, you know, why I didn't shoot them in armor lays, because we're not trained that way. We're trained to shoot center mass and to stop a threat. And another thing people, you know, have I've heard people say in regards to the shooting is that, you know, why the officers didn't have tasers. That I couldn't answer. Um, but I definitely feel that they should have had another option available to them to use outside of just a firearm, uh, whether it was a taser or some other means. Uh, but they definitely should have had uh, more options on their tool belt to you and not just the weapon alone, uh, especially if they come across a situation where, you know, they're dealing with someone with mental health issues. It's definitely a different way they needed to communicate uh, to resolve that issue, you know, to, to de-escalate that situation. It's hard to, you know, kind of Monday night quarterback this situation because I wasn't there. I didn't receive the call. I don't know, you know, all the details. Uh, all I am is going off of, you know, what I've read and what I've seen in the video. And like I said, it is very disturbing. It's very sad. My prayers and condolences go out to the Wallace family. Anytime life is taken is definitely a, a sad occasion, a disheartening occasion. Uh, so that should not be overlooked at all. One thing I want to talk about is uh, one thing. One thing that I I read in regards to the Walter Wallace Jr. case is that the family has stated that they do not want the officers who shot who shot him to face murder charges because they believe the city failed them. And they believe the city failed him, according to their attorney, uh, Shaka Johnson, who states they were improperly trained and did not have the proper equipment uh, by which to effectuate their job, right, or to carry out their duties. Which, you know, which is pretty sad that this agency did not have uh, officers with other means to handle situations outside of their firearm or the tools, like I said, on their tool belt to, to handle different situations. Uh, then, it, then it brings me to question, does this department have any type of training in regards to dealing with, you know, individuals with mental health conditions? Uh, my department, we, we have training yearly in regards to dealing with individuals with mental health issues how our communication is going to be different when we're dealing with these individuals, what we should look for, uh, some of the things we must do. Just for example, with this population, we know that we may have to give a order or instruction multiple times uh, to this population as opposed to someone that's not classified in that mental health uh, category. Uh, so some things like that. So we know it's a difference. We know there's a difference and we train on this uh, yearly. Does this department have that type of training? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but, but, what I, but what I do know and what I, and what I wish uh, this department had was that these officers were equipped with uh, more than just their firearm, uh, right? Um, because another, another Black man 
has died uh, and yet people are upset again are not even upset again it just you know it just deepens the frustration uh, and the hate that people have towards law enforcement no matter no matter how this case went down uh, yes he was you know carrying a uh, a knife in his hand you had family members shouting he had mental health issues i mean it's it's a, it's a lot going on but definitely uh, one thing that i can say is that the officers um uh, should have been equipped with with other uh forms of equipment outside of their of their duty weapon and i'm not going to say you know whether they were whether they were right or wrong um, in this situation, like I said, um, I'm not going to sit here and Monday night quarterback it, but I do believe the situation could have been handled differently had they had other means of equipment on their person. Would the outcome have been the same? Who Who's to say? You know, who knows? Who knows what they were thinking or what else was relayed to them on that radio call outside of what you know we've read about so who knows but it is interesting how the the family has uh, recognized that they were improperly trained uh, so definitely this agency definitely needs to to get on the ball in regards to that get these officers trained and if they don't have some type of mental health training uh, they definitely need to to get that as well okay have Okia for Shades is the premier choice for sunglasses. Top quality, unique, signature, fresh, trendy. Our shades provide significant UV light protection for eyes, and we have the best customer service around. The freshest and trendiest styles for both men and women. The finest shades to fit your style. Okia for Shades is the premier choice for sunglasses. Visit www.okiafashades.com. That's O-K-I-Y-E-F-A Shades.com. Or on IG or Facebook at Okiefa Shades. Or on Twitter at DJ Ebrock. I also want to bring up a, a similar video, and I'll put this up on my Twitter account, this video, of a an officer who was dealing with a white male who was charging them and approaching them and swinging a machete at them several times, you know, trying to slice them. And this white man, you know, walks away and there's no shots fired. Similar situation to the Walter Walter uh, Wallace uh, incident, you know, black man carrying a knife, uh, approaching officers versus a, a white male with a machete. You know, now machete is four times, five times the size of a knife that uh, Mr. Wallace was, was carrying. But yet uh, this white man that was carrying the machete and swinging back and forth to the officers and you know advancing towards them walks away and there's no shots fired so if you haven't seen that video i definitely and strongly suggest you watch that just to see their interaction or then it brings the question was there uh, any bias in the situation of the wallace shooting after you look at this video was there some type of you know bias uh was it because of the neighborhood what what was going on why why is these similar videos there's a different outcome based on 
the skin color. You know, it's one of the things that just makes you go, hmm, right? Uh, a lot of us may have a, a real quick response, but what, what, what is it really? You know, is, is there a bias? Is there an implicit bias that's going on that these officers that don't even know about that when they see a black man with a weapon, it automatically just creates a fear in them to where they, you know, are, are willing to shoot first. It's just some questions, you know, that that we may or may not even know, uh, but just something to think about. Uh, so definitely take a look at that video uh, and see the, the interaction. Uh, and when you see the video of the white man with the machete, you know, you go to you got to just be like in awe. You, you might even drop your jaw a little bit to see how close he was and how aggressive he was in swinging that machete. Uh, but yet, no shots were fired, and he walked away from that uh, incident. The uh, next shooting I wanted to talk about is the shooting that occurred just three days after the Walter Wallace uh, shooting, uh, which was on October 29th, 2020, uh, which was in Vancouver. Washington with 21-year-old Kevin Peterson Jr. Deputies and officers uh, with that local drug task force suspected him of selling drugs, uh, so they had approached his vehicle. Peterson eventually fled on foot, and officers pursued, pursued him. And during the pursuit, it is said that Peterson produces a handgun. Some accounts say Peterson even fire shots back at the officers. Ultimately, officers shot and killed Kevin Peterson, you know, because there was a weapon uh, and he, he produced that weapon and had it out and a weapon was found next to the uh, body. Now, the reason I bring up this shooting is you, you, have a, you have an individual, a black man, he produces a weapon, officers shoot, and the city, you know, is outraged and protests uh, because of another black man being shot and killed, which I understand. I understand uh, there have been too many, too many killings of black and brown people by the hands of law enforcement. So I understand that. And a lot of the shootings that have occurred could have, they could have not resulted in the death of uh, these individuals. But in this particular case with Mr. Peterson, just based again, just based on what I've, I have read, if an individual produces a weapon and even fires at the officers, I'm, I'm not surprised the officers shot back. Because at that point, you know, that is a threat. Had the officers not shot, shot him, you know, he would have shot you know, shot one of them. So they were protecting themselves as well as, you know, the community. Uh, so in my eyes, I, you know, just again, based on what I have read so far, uh, that that particular shooting is justified. You had an individual, he was fleeing, he was being pursued by cops. He produced a weapon. And like I said, some stories said that he even shot at the officers, but even producing that weapon, you know, it only takes milliseconds for the weapon to raise and, you know, shoot. So at that point, if instructions are not followed, uh, that is a threat. Uh, and so, uh, like I said, I'm not surprised the, the officers shot in that particular instance. And again, 
I'm not trying to diminish the death of Mr. Peterson. Again, my condolences go out to him and his family uh, during this time because, like I said, any loss of life is a tragedy. It is traumatic, and my prayers are definitely with them. But in regards to the shooting in this case, and again, of what I read, uh, definitely justified due to him producing that handgun. So I just wanted to bring up those two two different uh, shootings because they were the most recent. And again, when I heard both of these shootings, even after I read the details, you know, my heart was still heavy uh, because another another son was lost, another brother, you know, another another nephew, another grandson, another uncle uh, was lost. And not only that, another black man, you know, lost his life uh, at the hands of police. And it's just hard, you know, um, and it's difficult. Every time I see these on the news, you know, it seems like it's, it's one every week. You know, that's how, much, that's how it feels right now. It seems like it's one or two every week that I'm hearing about some type of police shooting and the suspect was, you know, a black male or a black woman, uh, you know, and it's, you know, it's difficult. Um, it's definitely uh, a traumatic experience, especially when you're working in the field and you are a black man as well. It gets hard at times. Your heart starts racing again. You start just questioning the why, the who, the what, uh, and then you, you start questioning yourself, you know, or asking the question, you know, how and then what what can what can you do to what can you do to to try to help? You know, uh, can you even help in this situation? You know, and that's why I have this this podcast, because I just just want to talk candidly about it you know, and how it makes me feel and what I think in regards to these, you know, these shootings and, and people protest. I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, especially when you see this day in and day out, uh, you see this in your community ever since you were born, you know, the world, you know, is just barely getting a glimpse of what a lot of black and brown people have experienced their whole lives. You know, it's just now that it's been, videotaped and and put online and social media technology is the only thing that changed uh in regards to to these shootings and to this you know and to the police brutality and the excessive force uh, the only thing that changed to me is the technology i witnessed some of this growing up i witnessed it myself it happened to me so like i said the only thing that changed is technology so i understand i get it I understand the frustration. I understand, you know, why the people protest. But again, in some instances, uh, you you have to just know that in some cases, like the Peterson case, it was a justifiable shooting. Like I said, that's 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 what I believe. It was a justifiable shooting. But I understand. I, like I said, I understand the protest. I understand why people are upset because yet again, it's another black man being killed at the hands of police. And it's been too many. It's been too many. Been way too many. Take a look at that video uh, with the uh, the white male with the machete waving at the cops. And then and then watch that Walter Wallace video. And you just, you know, take a look and and see for yourself what you see. 
and compare them and just sit on that and just ponder it and ask yourself, you know what, what is the difference? Is it because of the color of their skin? You know, just something to think about. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Black and Blue Podcast. I'll see you next week. Okiefa Shades is the premier choice for sunglasses. Top quality, unique, signature, fresh, trendy. Visit www.okiefashades.com. That's O-K-I-Y-E-F-A Shades.com. Or on IG or Facebook at Okiefa Shades. Or on Twitter at DJ Ebrock. Thank you for listening to the Black and Blue Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review.